0: Good evening, Columbia. It's no secret that COVID-19 has created a new normal for our world right now, and with that new normal, Cockadoodle News has to cease production of our weekly broadcasts that aired live from the radio station, and instead we will be pre-recording episodes as podcasts and uploading them like normal. These weekly updates will consist of international, but mostly national and local news regarding the coronavirus pandemic. If there's anyone who wants to reach out, feel free to reach out online by searching WUSC News on Facebook and Twitter, but for the time being, I hope everyone stays tuned. I'm your host, Leah Robinson, and with me as always is my co-host, Sarah Hudock-Jeffrey, and you're listening to Cockadoodle News. On March 9th, the students of USC began their week of spring break, a week that most students look forward to for the majority of the school year. Students book trip up to a year in advance and embark on a number of different vacations. This year, popular spring break trips consisted of a week in places like Key West in Miami, Florida. Other students took cruises to places like Mexico, Belize, and Honduras, and some students saw the week-long break as an opportunity to go home and recharge, spending the break catching up on work and on sleep. Before the week started, Students were already receiving warnings and being advised to cancel trips due to the coronavirus outbreak that was slowly making itself present in all areas of the world. But for the most part, students still went on their vacations and made it home safely. Students weren't aware of how lucky they were able to how lucky they were to be able to go on to their trips and make it the best out of it because by the end of the week the coronavirus had made its way into the US and much more than vacation plans were about to be turned upside down. The strand of coronavirus that was first recognized in 2019 has been nicknamed COVID-19, and emedicine.medscape.com tells us that it is described as an illness caused by a novel coronavirus, now called Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, was first identified amongst an outbreak of respiratory illness cases in Wuhan, China. The rapid spread and mortality rate of this illness has shocked the world and affected absolutely everyone in some way. It is only natural to want to research COVID-19 and have an understanding of the illness that's surrounding you, and to do that you have to look at the timeline of COVID-19, noting its initial appearance and every advancement it's made through the world up until this day. According to the New York Times, the coronavirus originally surfaced in a Chinese seafood and poultry market and has since spread to 171 countries, killing more than 40,000 people. On December 21, 2019, Chinese authorities were treating dozens of cases of pneumonia stemming from an unknown cause. In a matter of days, researchers had identified a new virus but didn't have much more information than that. January 11, 2020, China had its first known death due to the illness of a 61 year old man who had additional health problems. The news of this death came right before one of China's biggest holidays, which attracts hundreds of millions of travelers from all over the country. By January 20, 2020, China, Japan, South Korea and Thailand had confirmed cases, and as of January 21, 2020, there was a confirmed case in Washington state in the U.S. Despite the earliest case of coronavirus being detected in January of 2020, the country remained calm. We carried on with everyday activities, no safety or security measures were put in place, and the president ensured us that coronavirus would not be a threat to our country. January 30th, 2020, the World Health Organization declared a global health emergency, and countries still chose to think lightly of the illness and the global health warning and continue normally with day-to-day activities. January 31st marks the day that the U.S. restricted travel from China, but otherwise no other precautions were deemed necessary. February 5th marked the day where most people started to recognize the seriousness of the illness. After a two-week trip to Southeast Asia, a cruise ship from Princess Cruise Line was docked due to concerns of coronavirus threats. News about this spread around the world as people gave their thoughts and condolences to those docked on the ship and going through this, while they were also forced to think about what they would do if they were put in this situation. Cruise passengers were screened for coronavirus and the number of passengers that tested positive marked the highest number of cases outside of China, and the ship was docked and quarantined and ordered to stay in their room for a number of days. On February 19, 2020, 443 passengers were permitted to leave the cruise ship. On February 24, the Trump administration asked Congress for $1.25 billion for coronavirus response. Despite still remaining calm to the public, measures began to be put in place to protect the future of our country. What will be determined sooner than later is if those measures were enough. At this point in time, the U.S. had 35 confirmed cases, but no deaths. The day that most had been waiting for was February 29, 2020. The U.S. recorded its first death from the coronavirus and announced its travel restrictions, which was only a warning for people not to travel due to the 87,000 cases of COVID-19 around the world. On March 3rd, U.S. officials approved a widespread coronavirus testing, and by March 13th, President Trump declared a national state of emergency. From that moment, the entire country has been perplexed about where we actually stand as a country against the coronavirus. A number of messages have been spread on mainstream media outlets, as well as personal messages from nurses, friends, and family members of those affected by coronavirus being spread on social media outlets. Some of the messages seem to conflict with others and there's no doubt about the fact that people are taking this, some people are taking this seriously in quarantining and other people think that the pandemic is a joke. Despite the fact that a national state of emergency was declared, local governments have taken precedent over the rules that they chose to enact upon their areas. Some states close bars, restaurants, and clubs and other social areas up to over a month ago, while some states just issued their stay-at-home order within the past week. On March 19, 2020, for the first time, China reported no local infections. This seemed like the only positive news we had gotten in regards to the COVID-19 pandemic, but we weren't aware of how much worse it could and would get. Here's a quick recap of the Emails students have received from University President Bob Caslin regarding COVID 19. On March 11th, an email was sent out informing students that spring break would be extended an additional week, March 16th through the 22nd, and the university would engage in virtual ex- instruction as opposed to face to face starting Monday, March 23rd up until Friday, April 3rd. Campus events were canceled, but the university would have remained open including residence halls, food services, and limited transit. Students were encouraged not to return to campus during this time period, but they were not forbidden to do so. On March 19th, another email was sent out informing the students that virtual instructions would be extended through the remainder of the spring semester. Traditional May graduation ceremonies were postponed, and those living in residence halls were told they would have have the opportunity to retrieve their belongings at a later date. Only a few students were granted permission to remain on campus due to extenuating circumstances. On April 2nd, another email was sent out informing the students that remote instruction or virtual online learning would be further extended through the second summer session, which ends on August 1st. Commencement exercises have been tentatively rescheduled for August 7th and 8th, And when it's deemed safe, students that were living in residence halls may be permitted to come back and retrieve their items. Additionally, news has been released regarding student refunds for those that paid for housing, parking passes, and meal plans. And a pass-fail option for the undergraduates has been agreed upon. I will further explain the pass-fail option once I have confirmed what the circumstances around that option are. As you can see, in a matter of days, everyone's world has been turned upside down, and absolutely everyone has been affected by this pandemic in some way. Seniors are devastated by the loss of their final semester of college and traditional graduation, as some don't know if they'll be able to make the rescheduled dates. Those living in residence halls are growing impatient, as they state how hard it is for them to be without some of the day-to-day necessities that sit in their dorm waiting to be picked up once it's declared safe. Students and faculty to continue to work through struggles as they adjust to the new normal that is virtual instruction. Some classes have had it easier than others as some were easy to transition to an online format, while other classes have things like group projects assigned and have to determine how to work together over applications like Zoom, which allows you to video chat with others. So stay tuned next week and we'll continue updating you with the coronavirus timeline Um, As far as the school timeline with updates, the last update we have received is on or the last update I spoke about was April 2nd. So I will be going updating you from that date. And um, as far as national news, the last update that I covered was February 29th. So I will er, actually it was. March nineteenth. So I will be updating from that date and just giving, like I said, updates on international news, national news, local news, and just how the students are adjusting to this new normal. So thank you guys for listening.